What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Monday Football Monday here on the SB Nation NFL Show. A reminder before we get started that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. My name is RJ Ochoa from SB Nation's Blogging the Boys. As mentioned, this is Monday Football Monday on the SB Nation NFL Show. The SB Nation NFL Show can be accessed a variety of different places. First of all, if you're in the business of live action, we are live. You can watch us live on the SB Nation NFL YouTube page, the SB Nation NFL Facebook page, the SB Nation NFL Twitter page. You can always obviously catch the rewatch in any of those places. Please do like, follow, subscribe, et cetera, et cetera. Speaking of, please subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcast for on Apple devices, Spotify, all major podcast platforms. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review so you get access to all of our wonderful shows. Speaking of, this week kicks off our sort of off-season coverage here on the SB Nation NFL show. Uh, a bit of an adjustment in terms of shows coming out and days they are coming out. But Monday, Football Monday is here to stay because we are the very best. Once again, I'm RJ Ochoa. Rachel, our fantastic producer, joining me as always. He is six foot seven. Coming in at a lean 205 pounds, 205 pounds of pure, absolute, complete, total chiseled muscle from the, I don't know, Queens Boulevard in New York City, covering the Kansas City Chiefs for SB Nation over at Arrowhead Pride. You know him. You love him. What an intro. Wow. Good to be with you here on this Monday. It's May 23rd and the off season is in full swing, right? Yeah. A lot of teams are beginning. What would be phase two today? Phase is it phase two? You know who we are, Pete? I'm Tarzan. You're Jane. We're just swinging through this jungle. You know what I mean? Just swinging on in, you know, how are we feeling? Yeah. We're wait. It's phase three. OTAs is way to go. Already getting things wrong. wrong. Nice to see. Mm-hmm. Quick correction, though. You got to hand it to me for correction. Light on your feet. Definitely light on your feet. Um, Pete, how are you doing this this fine Monday? Are you doing well? Are you feeling good? You feeling at the top of your game? Uh, you know, I I would say I'm feeling well. I'm feeling froggy. We're gonna what talk about some rankings mm-hmm. today. So, you know, I love I love a good ranking. You know that about I do. Me. Uh, Pete will rank anything. He'll rank rankings if he can. Um, but uh, let's let's just go ahead. Let's just dive in. You got your spelunking gear on or whatever. You're like Bre- breakfast, breakfast foods. You know, chicken and waffles. Oh, you um, hash. you were not here for last week's Monday Football Monday, which featured um a dramatic moment. Needless to say, what are your thoughts on a muffin and a banana for breakfast? Mm, no protein. Okay, but still, like, I mean, give us a grade. I mean. Yeah, 
Uh, you need a little protein. I mean, that's that's what really okay, my I point is. Will satisfy I, Rob so. Stascarera heroically filled in for you, and I told him that's what I had, and that's the breakfast that Rachel generally has every day, which was just coincidence. And he said, when I told him that that's what I had, he said, "Are you two years old?" And I said, "No." And he said, "That's what my two-year-old daughter well, had for breakfast." So, I don't, I don't think it's yeah, I don't think it's an age issue. It's just you know you're not getting the nutrients you need for your best possible day. Okay, well you know. Whatever, Pete. Uh, you mentioned we were going to discuss rankings. Um, we're actually not really going to rank things. Um, it's a little bit different. You know, that's oh. that's how our Monday Football Monday style is. The MF double MVP, by the way, up for grabs as it is every single week. We had to hand one out to a non-regular last week because you, Pete, were not feeling well. So uh, congratulations for sending one out of our own building. But um, on Monday, Peter King over at Football Morning America released his latest power rankings, how he sees the NFL. And there's there's all this like hubbub, like are, are we a top 10? I saw, you know, Bleeding Green Nation, our fantastic Eagles site said, Peter King has the Philadelphia Eagles inside the top 10. There's just something about being inside the top 10. You're number 11, loser. You know what I mean? You're number 10, winner. Right. And so what we are going to do, Pete, is discuss which teams in the NFL are capable of being a top 10 team. This means, and I know the math here will be weird, that there can be more than 10 teams but who is worthy of being a top 10 team in the nfl when it's all said and done our full absolute total beautiful answers right here right now where do you want to start p20 let's go how many do you have well you know you said that you put together this list i am more of a free spirit and i was going to do it on the show because that's oh, that's the, the whole point of the podcast right is like the content that we create right. i didn't want to like ruin it i'm not saying that your strategy was well, wrong but it's just not one that i would have employed peter came in, king came out with his list and i you know you, you talked about how i have some some commentary on rankings and the one thing i want to say with all of these offseason power rankings is the buffalo bills should not be the top team i don't understand why i keep seeing rankings where the team that didn't even get to the title game is ahead of the super bowl champions the conference champions, the team that beat them in the playoffs is below them in every ranking. I, I don't get that. Now, they are definitely a top 10 team, but you have to start with the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are first until they're not. I don't that that is it's a it's a pet peeve that I have that the Super Bowl champions just get disrespected. And the Bills that have become the offseason darlings of recent years are just the best team in the league, even though they didn't make it out of the divisional round. Like, what are we doing? So again, I didn't really like, you know, have a problem with this. I do think that the like, and I love the bills. All right. I do think that the, we I think the love has reached a bit of an intense point, right? Like I think we're, we're really setting the, too much. we're really setting the bills up to fail. I, I think it's, I don't think it's unfair to like not have the reigning world champions as, at the top of your power rankings in May. Like, cause the, you know, the whole reason that this list is like, not just, you know, the, you know, last year's standings or the, you know what I mean? is because things have changed, right? Like free agency has happened. The draft has happened. So like, that's totally fine and fair. Um, but that being said, if I had to pick like the very best team in the NFL right now, I mean, I could see an argument for the bills. I could see an argument for the Rams. They're both capable of being top 10 teams. I mean, I would, you know, I don't know. Like, are the Chiefs worthy of that one spot right now? I don't know that that's fair. I mean, by the way, Patrick Mahomes, I, hey, maybe not, don't show up to the Mavericks game. I think you're cursing the Mavs. That's all I'm saying, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> that, is, that, is not, that is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying the Chiefs belong in number one. What I'm saying is I don't understand why I constantly, and it's not just Peter King who came out this morning. He's the most recent rankings. But the Bills are just 
higher than teams. And after having seasons that, you know, they've had back-to-back seasons now where they don't win in the postseason. There was a more dominating win by the Chiefs in the AFC title game from two years ago. They blew it uh, uh, in in this game with the 13 seconds. And yet somehow, some way, like everyone is just like assuming the Buffalo Bills, who have never won a championship in their franchise history, are just going to win the Super Bowl this year. They're put getting put ahead of the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Rams. I just I, I think they're definitely ahead of the Bengals. Done? I think they're certainly ahead of the Bengals. I, I don't have any problems with that. The ba- and speaking of the Bengals, and here's another thing. And again, I'm not even talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. If there is any team that is getting completely disrespected this right. offseason, not like they lost Tyreek Hill and Tyron Matthew. And, no, you know, it's right. the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh. Dude, no, the, I mean, like, I think we're all like the Bengals. Only improve their offensive line. They've proved know, that they have a Super Bowl caliber offense, and they only got better. I don't know that that's a hundred percent true. Again, I think we all can acknowledge that, like they had a little, they had a little bit of a magical run, and so it's like, can that really sustain itself? They won ten games last year. They weren't this like you know, this like world beater of a team. You know what I mean? They 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 were they had flaws. I mean, they they just happened to you know have an, a path that worked out. Let's not forget, like the Chiefs collapsed. In the AFC Championship game, like sure. no, like it was like, and I'm not trying to bash the Chiefs, but it was a total and complete collapse that partly led to the Bengals not getting just totally dominated the game before the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's worth mentioning. I mean, I'm, but why are and this and this is just again, this is just Peter King's rankings. Why are the Bills and Chargers? Ahead of, the I think Chiefs the Chargers the being ahead. That Bengals, it doesn't make any I'm well, sense. I'm, I'm way out on this. Like, I think the Chargers are this like sexy, vogue, cool. Like, the Chargers are the team that like you, you people like try to impress people with. Like, I think the Chargers are cool. That's just like the the thing. Like, they're always the off season pick. Right. It's like I don't know about you, but the Chargers. Uh, like, no, the Chargers. Are, like, you want to talk about like things we don't like? I've I've been carrying this torch for a long time. The Chargers got destroyed by the Houston Texans. The Chargers lost to the Raiders. And and Brandon Staley collapsed himself. Like, and I've said this a thousand right. times. I know every explanation NFL show listeners heard it. We people kill the Colts. They kill Carson Wentz because they lost to the Jaguars and, and the Raiders. The same exact thing right. happened to the Chargers. I would argue that that was worse losing to the Texans and the Raiders than the Jaguars and the Raiders. Right, right. And I and you see it, and this is now. I will talk about the Chiefs for a second. You see this every year in the AFC West, where the Chargers are the pick in the offseason to win the AFC West, and every year the Chiefs win. And I'm not saying, look, this this time around the Chiefs will definitely win the AFC West, but you're going to see the Chargers picked again, and it's going to be one of these other teams. It might be the Denver Broncos with Russ Wilson. Maybe the Raiders come out of the woodwork, and it's Derek Carr and Devontae Adams that do it. I don't get the Chargers love every offseason when they perennially are a team. I said this on the look ahead last week, too. Um, And we can start like actually like naming the teams here. But like I like I think the Broncos can be a top 10 team. Like that's like the theme of of our discussion here. I certainly think they can. But man, I I think the most overrated team in the NFL is the Broncos right now. Like and I'm I'm I love Russell Wilson. I, I, I do. I mean, every, every NFC mixtape listener knows I do a fantastic Russell Wilson impersonation. But like, what about what if Nathaniel Hackett sucks? Like, you know, we, like we are not even considering this. Like, what if he's terrible? I mean, like, I think so. I have both Denver and Indianapolis in possible top oh, ten teams. Not a, dude, Pete, come on. And the, I, like, all, all you're think, doing is just you're a horseman. That's what you're doing right now. Colts I, and Broncos. Pete loves his horses. I think, <laughs> Give me a horse sign. No, Give me stop, a horse. Stop, stop, no, I'm I'm not doing that. I'm not going to neigh for you. 
on this podcast this morning. No, what I'm saying is stupid. The Denver Broncos and the Indianapolis Colts have been these organizations that have had, in my opinion, playoff caliber rosters now for a while. The question has always been the quarterback. And now that these two teams actually have quarterbacks I don't think, in I don't place, think the Colts have one. I, I, I know we we definitely knew that that was the, coming, RJ. I the disagree, Colts have have worsened I, at the quarterback position, and that's because Carson is not great. Matt, like the shell, the ghost of Matt Ryan is not an improvement over even bad. I Carson don't is. agree. I don't agree. I thought there were moments last year where Matt Ryan looked to be if if he was on a better team, he could carry a team to the postseason. And so I just think Denver and Indy are connected because they've had these rosters. They've had no quarterback now for years. They probably both do now, and so let's see if it pays off. And that's why I have them in possible time. You give us an A. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Uh, Okay, so let's. You you press. You pressed me into the nay. I didn't want a nay, and now I nayed. Rachel behind the scenes. Let's make sure we mark that when we're considering other things later. Um. Well, I made first. I mean, just so we're all aware. Well, I rose to the occasion. Um, so you know, when, when when you needed an A in a big spot, I came. I I made. I, I let's just say it. this. Um, let's stick to the AFC. I think. Tell me if you disagree with any of these. I think these are the all, all teams that could wind up being in the top ten. So okay. The entire AFC West. We have to include them, right? Um, the Titans. I won't put the Colts there. I'm sorry. I refuse. The Bengals. The Ravens certainly. I'm not going to put the Browns there, uh, mostly off of principle. Um, and the Bills, and I guess the Patriots, right? Like we got to throw the Patriots in there, I man. But like, are you really like, are you upset that like I've excluded the Jets or the Dolphins or you know, the Jaguars? I guess like, is that unfair? I I need to go through mine, but I have a, I have Cincinnati, I have Kansas City, I have Buffalo. I mentioned that both the Denver. Broncos and Indianapolis Colts made it for me. I had the Chargers. I did like their offseason, but I just I don't like the overhype, as I just mentioned. I have Baltimore. Oh, hello, Bear. Bear is not a Ravens fan, uh, as we know. Really gets upset uh, about the Baltimore Ravens. So I have the Ravens as well. I have the New England Patriots. I think you always got to include the Patriots until Bill Belichick really uh, bets too high on his coaching prowess where he has uh, Joe judge as the quarterback's coach and they, it completely dissolves and fails and blows up in his face. Who knows? It might happen finally this year, but until proven otherwise, new England is in there. I have Cleveland. I it's Watson dependent on right. that one. And then, and then I have, by the, by the way, just let's, Tennessee, I put Tennessee in there and like, I didn't want to, cause it just seems like the obvious team to completely fall off. But I think but they're if like they, if they of fell, all of these teams that I mentioned, they're I guess on the if they bubble. fell off. They're, you're they're saying like the right Colts there. Uh, fall on, uh, right? Like if that's you know, because if it, like like conceivably there'd be a team from each division here, right? And so if the Titans fall off, the somebody has to rise to that occasion. It would be the Colts. What's What's amazing about this is so, I did a little pre work mm-hmm. on this before we started. The exercise, right? Mm-hmm. And I have fourteen teams in it, and let's count them here: one, two, three, four, five. How, Six, I'm t- seven, we're talking eight, AFC. Nine, How 10, many are the 11. AFC? 11? Is that what you I have 11. 11 of the 14 to me are in the uh, AFC. So I have the four AFC West teams. The Titans is the fifth. I have two AFC North teams. That's seven. I have nine. Um, so I guess the two that I, d- um, that I don't have that you do are the Browns 
and Indianapolis and Cleveland. Um, right. Right. We're just talking about top 10 potential here, but that's just, it's a sign of the times of the NFL because even let's say you have nine and I have 11. This is a AFC dominant league right now. It, it is much harder to emerge out of the, uh, AFC than it is the NFC. Actually, you know what? I have 15 teams. I forgot a team. So I'm going to have four NFC teams. So 11 to four, but still, um, you know, to me, that's, that's a sign of the times of the NFL. I mean, the, the AFC is a gauntlet. Um, right question in your mind, what is the AFC of the NBA? Cause I wonder if like we're on the same page here. Like if you had to pick like one, like the East and the West, like one, one is the, the NFC and the, and the, the, West, the AFC, right? like who would you say is who? It's got to be the West. No, 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 right? no. But like, I just mean, like historically, like how, like, how have you like compartmentalized? Like if you, if you were putting them on sides, right? Like, you know, the NFC and the AFC are on one side. So then you have to just generally speaking, put the, the West and the East on one side. Like where are you putting them? Well, the AFC is the West right now. Okay. I still think you're butchering the question the, 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 and you're ruining the fun though. To me, like growing up the NFC, the Western conference, and the NL were kind of all the same. Like they, they just all kind of like vibe with one another. Whereas the AFC, the East and the AL all kind of vibe with one another. That's how I see it. Uh, I'm, I'm completely lost on this. Welcome to uh, every episode of Monday football. Comparison. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand, okay. but, but I did. Okay. Wanna... But what I'd say okay. is the AFC is, is going to be the more impressive Super Bowl team. That, that is I do want to say one last thing, and it really sucks that we have to like talk about this and cover this. But um, it's again, it's just it's gross all the way around. But you mentioned Deshaun Watson. We do have a holiday weekend coming up, um, and there's been a lot of chatter that the NFL is like getting close to, um, you know, this and that, whatever. Um, and so maybe we get some Deshaun Watson news this Friday. F- classic five o'clock news dump on a holiday weekend. Who knows? But that is something yeah. to potentially be on the lookout for. I- I have a quick point about this and, and, and just with, with Cleveland in, in general and Watson and whatnot. I just think the way the contract was, was structured, I think the NFL is going to drop the the hammer on this. Uh, I really do. Uh, I was asked on the radio the other day in Kansas City, how many games do I think will be suspended with an over-under of six and a half? Like for me, no matter what you want to put the over-under out of suspension, I think it's going to be the over. I think he's going to be suspended and not playing for most of the year, if not the whole year. And I think Cleveland, I think Cleveland knew that. So if we're trying to guess here, which is impossible when you're talking about NFL and suspensions and how they handle situations, uh, I would tell you that Cleveland likely is not going to be a top 10 team for me. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
let's move to the NFC. These are teams who I think are potential top tens. Um, and, and again, just kind of throwing a, a net over here. Obviously, the Rams. Outside of that, I don't know that I really need to include an NFC West team. I really don't. Um, maybe the Niners, just off principle, but like, man, they are having a stinky offseason. Um, obviously, the Bucks, but no other team in the South. The Packers. I will include the Vikings. I think it's possible. You know, again, in the, in the world of all possibilities, all literal possibilities, I think it, it's definitely in the realm of possibility. And then I'll put the Cowboys and the Eagles there. You have any disagreements? I don't. Yes. Well, they're wrong. I, ha- I have the Rams, right. of course. So you agree. Uh, right. who Not a disagreement. Are getting both Super Bowl teams this offseason are getting very disrespected, including obviously the Rams. Green Bay is in there. Tampa Bay is in there. And I have Minnesota, and I don't have any other teams. I don't think any NFC East team belongs in, in this top 10. I, I didn't You've left any off NFC your birds. Games. The birds. Uh, no, I think one, I think it's going to be one more down year for the NFC East. We, we got wow. one more down year. Well, you know what in, they call it when it's down, right? The NFC least. Oh, <laughs> got him. I think I think the Giants uh, are interesting, but uh, the Giants and Washington. The Giants are interesting. They, they both on, what, don't... on what planet are the Giants? I like the. You, I, mean, I like those. Those. I first predicted two the Giants picks to win the, the East, the, actually. So, I mean. the the Giants and Washington, they to me are two teams without a quarterback, and then you have Dallas and Philly. I just, I, I think AJ Brown to the Eagles is getting a little too much um, praise oh, when it comes go to go like, King. I think when it suddenly makes it takes a, a team and propels them like into the top of a conference. Now, I think the Eagles have a much better chance to win the division because the division is right. not great. But uh, considering them like one of these uh, top NFC teams doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And I and I have another complaint here very quickly, Arjun, and I'll throw to you. This is why I feel that division winners oh, should yeah. get get the automatic bid to the playoffs, but they should not be given a home game and i think by the time this whole season plays out the nfc east team will once again be hosting a game and they will have a worse record than the you have this like afc west you know elitism going on right here or that's what no. that's what's happening here you're like oh our division no, it's is just so silly. great and the chiefs might not win it's, it and so you know we need to have a game at when, arrowhead we need to have a fifth straight afc when, championship game at this building even when though we the lost nine seven i mean when the nine seven and one eagles are hosting what is an 11 and six team or something it's just going to be annoying i to me that's um, all so first of all i will i would like to highlight for every sb nation nfl show listener that Pete Sweeney said that the AJ Brown trade isn't exactly a big deal. Um, I just don't think a, a wide receiver like, and that goes that, I mean, even that, to the the thought process of Tyree Kill to the you, Dolphins. Let me tell you wide what receivers, I said about this, not because gonna... I, I I had a lot of a lot of people in my mentions. So I, I you know I'm calling in Big Pete to be to be my backup right here. So hear me out. Let me, here, okay. this, this is what we got okay, going go on. Ahead. I said on the look ahead that every team who traded for a receiver this offseason was the loser in that trade with the lone exception mm. of the Cleveland Browns trading for Amari Cooper, because the team involved in that was of course my Dallas Cowboys. Um, but so I certainly think that AJ Brown improves the Eagles roster, right? He certainly makes them a, a larger competitor in the division and theoretically overall. But my point was, I think that they're still the loser in that trade. They had to pay an enormous amount. And on the one hand, I, 
can acknowledge that they themselves have acknowledged that they are really bad at drafting receivers. They said, let's just get a proven commodity. Cool. I, I respect that. But I do think that in the long term, the long run, the Titans have the better end of that deal. And I obviously think the Dolphins lost the Tyreek Hill trade. I think the Raiders lost the Devontae Adams trade. I think anybody paying that much, paying at least a first round pick and then a massive contract to a receiver is on the losing end of that trade. Well, this is going to be something your, that's, that's fascinating. For, RJ, I unequivocally agree with you. You said a really great thing. That's what we're looking for. The, the, this is going to be fascinating to watch. And actually kind of, it, it, I compare it to almost coronavirus. Like we're not going to really know how the hell coronavirus worked for like 10 years. So we'll, we'll find out yeah, about this receiver thing. Hadn't heard that word thing. in a long time. Like it's just, it's just COVID. Soon, you know what I mean? Hadn't heard coronavirus yeah. in a while. COVID-19. Um, even, yeah, even to that we'll point, we find... just cut off the 19. It was just COVID for a while. Like, I would like to know how the disease worked, and I don't think we'll know it until it's research and yada, yada. Anyway, so what I'm saying is this is going to be fascinating to watch when, from an NFL standpoint in the idea of there were, there were two schools of thought here um, in this offseason when it came to the receivers. The receiver market blows up, and you had teams like the, the Packers and the Chiefs and the Titans, and they chose, no, we're going to take – cap flexibility and we're going to continue playing team ball and we think with, with with our team and with our quarterback we're going to be fine then you had these teams that felt like they were wide receiver away and who, who does that include that's the dolphins that you mentioned the, the, the raiders the browns the well, raiders and if, if you're including every wide receiver trade because we didn't the patriots traded for Devontae parker obviously that was kind of the fallout of the tyree cole trade the um the Parker compared to these other I, I know I'm just not. I'm being literal here I mean because like Amari didn't fetch the same capital right again but um the sure. Titans traded for Robert Woods um again if we're just being sure. literal here um and uh I'm talking to these I'm talking these no, the, the, big, the, the, big the guys one, that were traded the and the contracts that and Tyreke were at the very very top and then there's uh AJ Brown oh and then there's Hollywood Brown right Holly, Hollywood Brown would be the other one right that's really the only example okay, of so. like we have a would be elite quarterback and we're going to spend a, actually the Raiders is probably the best example but to me that's the biggest storyline that like is the most encompassing of the most teams this offseason is this receiver and I just think it's going to be interesting to watch which uh side of it because I think one side will be smart here and it might not be the side that traded the elite receiver maybe maybe it will be these teams that felt like they were one piece away and it suddenly propels them but I I tend to agree. I think it's these teams that went for the cap flexibility and leaned into the team and the draft picks and the development over time. Then it's going to be these other teams that just suddenly feel like, OK, well, now we have an elite receiver. We're going to win the Super Bowl. I, I just I can't buy that. I can't buy it now. I know. And I, and I know people will say, well, the Chiefs were on that once. Fine. If you want to you want to say. I, but I I'm usually pretty unbiased when it comes to these like league wide discussions. And I just I don't buy the the side that that bought the, the so a uh, couple of quick questions here if we consider just those four right uh the Devonte Tyreek AJ and I guess Amari oh ho- well five Hollywood Brown and Amari the Amari trade we can't really count because the quarterback situation is so in flux but those four the ones that fetched at least first round picks see the quarterbacks involved here Derek Carr in Vegas Tua in Miami Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia and Kyler Murray in Arizona who is the best like rank those four quarterbacks for me so do you love to rank Carr, Tua, Jalen, Kyler. Man, I've I've been down on Derek Carr pretty much the entire time we've had right. this show. Somehow you found a that, way to talk up be, Alex Smith, but right that move that move 
that move to get Devontae Adams is the best possible move they could ever do for Derek Carr. I'm very and I I think it I think it makes me want to put him first. Uh, but on what's this weird list. is like that's the situation again. I think that the Raiders overpaid. I mean, you know, et cetera, and they they can be a top team, obviously. It's clearly the best receiver I in know. the NFL. I mean, if you're ever gonna so overpay. Like, so you but the, the weird thing is if, if we look at these four situations, again, Carr, Tua, Jalen, and Kyler, the only quarterback in this group whose team is actually committed to him is Carr, right? Like like the other ones that are all in flux right. situations, even Kyler is in flux. And so that's what I think is, is also weird is like, it's not like the, the teams that have these like would-be quarterbacks are the ones saying like, we have the elite quarterback, let's pair him. In fact, they're stripping them away, like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes um, and arguably Dak Prescott with the margin. Of, of these four teams, the you know to go back to our discussion, of these four teams, the only team of those four who I have in possible top 10 right. are the Raiders. Yeah, I don't, that's what I'm saying about these these moves. I just it's not a slam dunk that you got this elite receiver and you're suddenly going to be in the top ten he of the league. The and that's a lot of let it flow. That's a lot of <laughs> that's I don't like any NFC East team. That's a lot of capital to give to like not be sure and that you're suddenly going to be in the playoff mix. Right. In my and I also, again, my last point on the AJ Brown thing, and then what kind of tie up on this ten t- top ten thing is part of the reason AJ wanted to go to the Eagles was Jalen Hurts. And this is this is a, a, right. a drum I've been banging for a while. I'm just here on the drum line like Nick Cannon, baby. Um and so like what if what if they don't commit to him? What if he's gone? Is it is not AJ Brown or is AJ Brown not gonna be like, dude, that was my guy. You know, like they try to get rid of Pete Tweeney, I'm throwing a riot. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm burning, you know, cars. I'm I'm going crazy. We were, you know what I'm saying? You can't get rid of my guy. I, and so what if what if they do? I do want to I do want to compliment the Eagles on this. And I thought this was a good point because this was a good point from Peter King. You know, we got the, our idea for this discussion from Peter King's rankings this morning. And he, he made, makes a really good point about the Eagles for, because the story of every team in the NFL is either you have a quarterback or you don't, or you don't. And you're constantly navigating. Well, what do we do about it for a team that maybe doesn't have a quarterback in the Eagles? This is his point. They've created a team with a legitimate chance of winning now, a legitimate offense to make a judgment on Jalen Hurts as the future. Howie Roseman has done it while still retaining enough pieces for the future to address the quarterback position in 2023. Three picks in the first two rounds next year, three picks in the first two rounds in 2024. So there are a lot of teams out there that, like to me, like have a Daniel Jones. They're checking out, you know, Davis Mills with no real opportunity in the future to, to necessarily feel like, okay, we can go get a quarterback if we need one as these guys start to come out of college. The Eagles have done a really nice job basically hedging yeah, that's, Hurts. That's and, all they're and, doing. And they get a it's good like look every, at it. Every year it's like, we're going to be great next year. When does next year, when does that bill come? When does that bill come due for the, for the Eagles? I have a separate point on this quarterback thing. You know, speaking of quarterbacks or not, like I have, and I, I, I group them together, Seattle, Washington, Atlanta, Carolina, and Houston – they're easy, not top 10 teams because their quarterback, there's no way that their quarterback will get them Say to them the again. playoffs. Seattle, and right. Seattle, Washington, right. Atlanta, Carolina, and Houston. They're who's just the one, dead. Who's they're the one dead. that could, could like climb out of that? Who, who's the, the one that could prove Pete, the one? If you had to bet on one to prove Pete wrong, who is it? Because I know the answer. Mariota? It's, it's Washington again. Like when, like part, part of what like people like about the Eagles offseason is again, like it doesn't take much to win the NFC least blah, blah, blah. Like couldn't Washington do it? Like again, Carson was like a 
somewhat efficient quarterback last year. They added Jahan Dodson to Terry I, McLaurin. I and am if, not. If the defense, you know, like is normal, right? <laughs> like that, that's possible. They could win the NFC East. I don't like Daniel Jones. Uh, I like Dak Prescott. I, I think Hurts is second in that division when it comes to quarterbacks. I'd almost, I would almost take Daniel Jones over Carson Wentz. I, I know that sounds crazy, but I, I think Jones really got a, a bad hand when it came to having to like deal with Joe Judge. Joe Judge was. A, I, th- joke. I mean, I'm not saying that Daniel Jones did not get a bad hand, but man, like the hand that Chris Ballard has shoved down Carson Wentz's throat is really like. Chris Ballard has made like I think people take their turns to just like now like dump on Wentz like we we act like he's the worst quarterback who has ever lived because of the way Chris Ballard has like completely and totally obliterated him every time he's spoken to hide his own faults and failures as a general manager and so like we we act like we act like the Colts were some victims here like that they didn't you know make that bid. You continue to blame Ballard. That's a Reich mistake. It's both. Oh, dude, by the way, we actually now is a good time to kind of like get to two things that happened over the weekend. Um, And the first of them is like, I don't think Nick Foles is officially signed or I don't. Maybe you can confirm that, Pete. But there was like heavy speculation that was going to happen. That is such a lame piece of news to me that that Nick Foles is going to end up in Indianapolis. It's like, oh, man, I love Frank Reich, the person like who Frank Reich is a human being. I greatly admire and respect. I love Frank Reich. I'm kind of out on this, like on him as an NFL head coach. Like I'm out of these like narratives that are like, oh man, Frank got his guy. Frank got his guy last year. To your point, Pete, like why should we trust Frank Reich bringing in Nick Foles? Like the Nick Foles thing has proven to not work in several different locations at this point. Like this is so lame to be like, well, they were so great together in 2017 when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yes, they won the Super Bowl. Congratulations. That does not mean that this is going to work somewhere else. We literally, like literally just learned this lesson a year ago in the same place. And so I think the most, I'll say this right now, the most misguided fan base in the NFL right now is the Indianapolis Colts. See, I, no, stop, stop naying. I, I like, I like the Colts and I, I would agree with you in, in the fact of like, we don't need to get this excited over a backup quarterback. Um, I think it's a nice story. It's fun. You know, it's a, it adds another elements to what i think is a resurgence in, in indy i know you hate the indianapolis i do Colts, i hate that they but i'm with you you don't need to you don't need to blow up the, the story about Foles. Um, Andy, no. but uh, another uh bit of free agency news jadevion Clowney is returning that's right to the cleveland browns look at that boom i'm i was a little surprised by Why? that because i again i because i just don't i think the i think cleveland is not gonna have a quarterback and it's gonna be a throwaway year and, you know, I, at a certain point, I, I think guys want to contend. And, you know, Watson is suspended for most of the year. They're not a playoff team. So, I mean, you're right. I do think it's weird that Clowney didn't get like a billion dollars because that's sort of his thing is. Um... Well, what's weird about it, and Ian Rappaport noted this as part of the report, like there were teams that were willing to pay him more money and he went to I just, Cleveland. I mean, like, it's just it's such an uncertain really situation. That, to me. Like, I'm not saying Ian's a liar, but like, do we really buy that? Like. There were te- there were teams. Ian's I, report was that teams were I willing think, to throw fourteen, fifteen million dollars for multiple years at him, and he. So I don't think it's a. He's lie. signing on in the last yeah, I, week of May, but there are teams who have been willing to pay him that much this whole time. Like that just seems a little absurd to me. I don't. I don't think he would just tw- tweet tweet out a complete lie. Like maybe there was you know d- different incentives and stuff built in. I just would love to know the teams because I I'm I'm kind of stunned he picked Jeez. Cleveland because just so much 
uh, uncertainty. By the way, right? uh, Chiefs would have been a I nice will say on, yeah. like, this. This is kind of just like a grab bag of, of topics. I saw a photo of Sky Moore, the Chiefs rookie wide receiver, obviously. Um, somehow mm-hmm. I, I overlooked. He's wearing number 24. Disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. No, you don't like that as a receiver no. number. I'm I've I've I already like Chiefs fans for, for like recent that. history haven't been a fan of receivers in the teens. And I blame Larry Fitzgerald for this, like made it cool to wear eleven and then thirteen was this really popular number. But i I had accepted that. Like I'd come to terms with like fine, receivers one of this. I miss my receivers in the eighties. You know what I mean? Eighty one. Brilliant receiver number. Eighty eight, C D Lamb, baby. I mean, like I yeah. love receivers in the eighties. Um and so even still, last year, you know what? I think it's gross, but I know some receivers are going to wear number one. Fine. Someone to wear seven, someone to wear eight, whatever. I think it's weird, but fine. 24 is a disgusting number for a receiver. Like, I mean, it is well, disgusting. I'm, I'm personally offended. What, what I'll tell you is I've seen in, in our mentions and, and here and there, there are Chiefs fans that agree with you. It, it, it is, it is odd. To think it's odd that. enough. Like I'm saying, to have like a single digit, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that is so unconventional, but at the very mm-hmm. least that is, you know, somewhat in line with, you know, college. And I realize that so is 24, but like, that is so much more rare. Like this is, this is weird. I mean, well, you know, um, you talked about number 13, Odell Beckham Jr. Made it look good. If Sky Moore is a, is a hit. And he, he plays well in Kansas City, especially with no Tyree Kill. 24 is going to be on a lot of Chiefs fans' backs in, in KC here. What was Melvin Ingram last year? Wasn't he 24? I think he That's was. Disgusting, That's disgusting, dude. Oh, my gosh. I feel so sorry for it. I used to feel so badly for number six on the Broncos because it had to be worn by Jay Cutler and Mark Sanchez. I feel even worse for 24 in Kansas City and that it has to be so misused by, uh, by Melvin Ingram and Sky Moore. Like, what on earth? is This is... It is it, now that you mention it, I never even really thought about it, but it is a weird transition for the number to go from a defensive end Ingram yes. to a wide receiver <laughs> year to year. The the number thing in the NFL is I I, I don't ever want to agree with Tom Brady off the field, but it, it is a little it's bit stupid, odd. Is what uh, it but is. I, um, but teams are running out of numbers because they you know they retire them. Are we going to see triple digits one day? How many Who numbers knows? do the Chiefs have retired? I believe it's ten. Well, you know what, Chiefs, right about that. maybe maybe stop being so so loose with your Jersey retirement rules, you know, because. Well, they've gotten a little tighter because they, they can't do it anymore. Like Tony G's not retired. Derek Johnson, Jamal Charles, you know, all these numbers are available. Is Jamal they, Charles they like really at the Jersey point. retirement like level? Like, is that, I mean, I think for, I think because of the popularity level and he's still I, I believe this is to be true. He still has the biggest. Uh, yards per carry numbers ever. He had a great number, twenty five. That's a cl- for the type of running back he was. It's classics, perfect. It's vintage. I mean, but Jamal Charles at his peak was unbelievable. But again, it's a running back, so sometimes those careers end, end a little sooner. Um, is there a top ten team that we are just completely and totally overlooking to kind of land this plane here? Um, well, we mentioned I I mentioned that I have the four NFC teams. I have. So your uh, four, San Francisco your four are the out. Rams, the Bucks, the Packers, and then your fourth is the Vikings. You have the Vikings over yes. the Cowboys, over the Eagles, over the Cardinals, over yeah. the Saints. Over, or, sorry, the Saints. That's 49ers. Um, the Vikings are your fourth best team in the NFC is what you're saying. Well, wow. yeah. You know, you had you have this coach in, in Kevin O'Connell. You know who, who Kevin O'Connell was the quarterback's coach for? That was Alex Smith in Washington, and that team was 6-4 and four, uh, before – uh, you know, the Smith injury, get, which, which was chan- tough. W F T W F T. <laughs> there is some news coming out where it seems like Dan Snyder might be pushed out of the league. If this financial stuff, if the, you know, he basically was stealing money from all these other teams are finally going to end up pushing him out. You can't, 
I mean, obviously, you can do anything to these owners except uh, take their money, and that's going to be the breaking point. Right. But uh, speaking of, um, man, what a miss is, and that's that's part of the reason why they're out of my top ten too. Just keep WFT. I do not like Washington Commanders. I I think everyone kind of agrees with that. That's you not know who Washington, agrees right? with you? Joe Burrow did a podcast last week. Said he liked football team. I mean, I liked football team a lot, and you you, you really can't chant like. Remember, we we would chant a lot of times not. WFT on the show. And it's very hard. It's a lot harder to be Washington Commanders. Well, How many like, so I don't we like Washington Cup, man. That's it's six syllables. I mean, WC. Like, I, just, I, I can't do it anymore. And it's made me like the team a lot less. And obviously, Carson. Yeah, the problem is, and like, they don't help this with the, the particular font that they use. The, so, like, the reason I part of the reason I don't like 24 is it is so wide. Like, Sky Moore is such a, a thin player. You know what I mean? It's too wide. Like, you need something a little bit more slimmer. I do like that it rhymes. Number 24, Sky Moore. Okay, 84. He would he'd have been a fantastic 84, dude. Uh, Number 84, Sky I don't know. 24 anyway, might play. Um, Kevin O'Connell but, I like. So but we'll the see. W on the Washington, like their, their new like the like slashy W is so wide looking. You know, it's just the football team, it was so – it wasn't too much. Yes, I agree. It, it, it was great. It, like they, they backed in. They – accidentally ran into an awesome thing and then they just they just they did away with it i don't i don't know that doesn't make sense to me um anyway um not top 10 san fran's out of it right because we they're not gonna they're not gonna be wow. a top 10 team. um i think that i think the giants and jets are interesting because you're from new york like, and who you will want to ride em- for them interesting who will no? Who will emerge from the ashes first? Because football has been terrible. I, I love you know you love the first you, round of the draft. Do you know which Pearl team in the teams? NFL has the most losses since 2017? It that? is a tie between the Giants and the Jets, <laughs> <laughs> which is unbelievable considering Houston has just been an absolute disaster quietly um, for well, all that time. Well, they won the division um, in what 2019. So that I mean that on its own like is a boost. You know what I mean that. Um, New Orleans, Dallas, Miami, Detroit, Jacksonville. I think, I think we might be 10. overlooking Houston again, like kind of, kind of in this like runabout the way Stop. the football team won their division title. Like if the Titans collapse, if Matt Ryan is not good, you know what I mean? Like if the right, if the right circumstance, a lot of F's for a team that doesn't have a quarterback, dude, I, I can't, I can't. Is put Davis Houston Mills the worst quarterback in the AFC? No. Mm. Well, I don't know. Actually, is, I don't think about it. Um, I'll, I'll bump him. Like I'll give him. Pittsburgh is TBD. I'm not saying that Davis Mills is like 100% better, but Pittsburgh is TBD. Uh, You're right. Cleveland is TBD, really, in a lot of sense. Again, I'm not saying that like he's better, but like. So you would take uh, Mills over Brissett? Yeah, I would. Okay. I think you're right. Jacoby Brissett, though, first career start was a big time win against the Houston Texans on Thursday Night Football. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I remember that. The uh, was it the Patriots? Yeah, and it was um, it was like. 21 nothing or it was, it was like 23 nothing Doesn't that, was the score don't the arizona cardinals just scream fall off the face of the earth i don't think that they scream i think they've already scrum or scrammed like they they already it's fell it, it, we're yeah past you know what i'm saying like they, they yeah. fell like we're, we're still on the earth like they're way off the edge already like they're they're natasha right. romanoff like down looking for the the soul mm-hmm. stone or whatever it was mm-hmm. um yes if the if the earth were flat right they they would have um, okay, Pete, yeah, the, boat, the, the time has come. I truly off. do not know where this is going to go. We are going to bring in our fantastic, our extraordinary producer, Rachel Prevet, yes. to hand out today's coveted MF Double MVP Monday Football Monday Most Valuable Player. Rachel, first of all, happy to see you. Great to be with you. Um, hope your day is wonderful. 
Could you please let us know who is today's MF double MVP and why you made the decision that you did? So I took a good amount of notes today. This was a strong wow. episode. I'm very strong proud. episode. But this person came swinging out the gate. Oh, yeah. I know uh, who this was. From the jump, setting the tone for the episode. And it was the take on the Bills and how they should not be the number one team. Wow. So you got to give it to Pete. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, I agreed with the take, to be fair. And I Pete only got to speak first because I was super kind and let that happen. Um, no, it. I came out swinging out of the gate. I was ready. I was ticked off a little bit. I brought the energy on a Monday. I think Rachel. So like before uh, the show, we were all talking. I was talking about Instagram reels. Rachel and I said, we're going to do something together. And you just, yeah. you just leave I me was, hanging. Like just like, the, no, we're I mean, still the, here with that. That's NFC the, East. We got it. We're working on it. The voting, the voting begins once we, we hit play and we go live on Twitter and she doesn't hit play. She hits records, please. I mean, see like Rachel, like this is so embarrassing. Yeah. This is, this is what you've done. I need to go back because I have missed, I think, two shows. So of course, I wasn't eligible for the the double MA. Yeah, you're MVP. like you're you're like on base percentage my might hit, be pretty good. Like my yeah. hit rate. I mean, my hit rate on this thing, it's got to be uh, eighty or higher. So Rachel, uh, he I, also I attacked your breakfast. He said there was no protein involved in your muffin like and we, your. We, well, I can't be, you know, you know, it's okay. He can have his own. Opinion. Thank you. Yeah. No. Look, I I, I just think maybe a slice or two of turkey uh, with the muffin and the banana. You know, just get the protein going. So you're satisfied, you know, you know, prevents you from eating more throughout the day. We're all, you know, we're, it's summer. We all want to look good. I'm trying to lose weight. I need a little protein in my, in my breakfast. That's all. Rachel, I blame you for this. Um, that's really, really, really sad and really hurtful. I'm just, you know, whatever. Both of you guys have that I didn't like. So what, what did you not that like that we said? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. What? He came for the Eagles. He came for the Eagles, oh, yeah. so I was. Oh, you don't like that. Going to be cutting we, that for. A we did prop up the Ravens. You did prop we up did. the Ravens, but um, well, I guess they're not too bad. Um, RJ, you came for uh the Colts and Nick Foles and all of that. I, I mean, it wasn't, I actually, it wasn't I terrible. don't hate Nick Foles at all. Like Nick's just like cash and checks. I hate Frank Reich. Nick like, Foles is a super. Cha- I, like super I think the Colts are the, the frauds and the lamos. Like to be very clear here, like and they're the ones like let's get Nick Foles and everybody will think we're cool again. Like no, you guys are losers. That's my whole point. Like I hate the Colts. Jonathan, the Colts Jonathan are the worst Taylor team to ever be in cool. Baltimore. Michael, the Ravens Michael are the Pittman. true team of Baltimore. Well, that is very true. Mm-hmm. That is very true. At least you know. That's right. I ride for the Ravens. I'm the only one around here who rides for the Ravens. Ratio. How could you pick me? Every time I that's not true. I constantly say that Mark Andrews. What do you mean? You, like, Pete, sh- do, you, do you remember Kyle Barber's purple plate incident? Who set that up? I did. For, right, for yeah. my Ravens. We have I didn't we have, I didn't appreciate <laughs> uh the 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 purple that plate. That was such a I I Kyle Barber. remember he's like you can lick the plate late for work. Clean. The level of the late for, in his what, voice was beautiful. I didn't realize he wrote for Ravens.com, the late for work Again, column. So that's people, cool too. Kyle shouts out the Espionation NFL show at, on the Ravens official team website. And uh, no, Kyle, I got your back. Rochelle, I got your back. Even though I don't have an MF double MVP for today, which is embarrassing. It's okay. It's okay. I am just stacking these trophies. Uh, <laughs> and, the, you know, the light kind of shines off them. I and it's almost tough to see in this podcast room from all the, the hardware at this one point. One day we so. do have to vote. We have to open it up to the listeners. And one day I think we should vote. I think I know how that'll go. Mm. You know what? If people want to leave a rating on the Espionation NFL show and tell us who their MF Devil MVP is, and Rachel is certainly worthy of winning. Rachel is truly the MF Devil MVP. uh, Please let us know. Uh, Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Uh, Thank you for listening to this particular episode. Rachel, you're wonderful. Pete, you're the best. Pete, send us home with a sound of any animal that you want. Pick the animal, tell us what it is, and hit us with the sound. Goat.
I thought that was a dolphin. That was a goat. Yeah, maybe a like a Let's hybrid. Try, um, Rachel, <laughs> let's, let's forget what I just said. Rachel, pick an animal, and Pete has to give us that sound. Oh, okay. I like that. Monkey. <laughs> nice. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.